Well, good morning. My name is Dwayne Spearman. This is Directional Bible Ministries, a teaching ministry that is called Encourage, Disciple, and Challenge the People of God. Hope that you're doing well today. Today is January the 16th, and we're going to pick up in our study through the book of Daniel together today. It's been a while since we've been in Daniel. Um, Matter of fact, I'm not sure when the last time I actually looked at Daniel. Um, It's been a while. I peeled away from it because I really felt the need to focus all of my attention on the book of Acts. Um, Did finish the book of Acts finally. In 40 sessions, we were able to finish the book of Acts. Uh, So um, let me see here, just a couple things. Um, we're going to pick today in chapter number seven, and we got down the other day toward the ancient of days, so we'll pick up there. We might read a little bit of text just to get back into context a little bit, but I'm going to avoid the temptation to repeat myself because I know that you've already listened, uh, to that material, so I'm not going to, um, try to, uh, do it again. Um, but um, just a couple things I want to show you very quickly. Uh, the book uh, is now on Amazon, so if you just type my name in there, uh, right there it is. It's called The Book of Acts, A Mid-Acts Perspective. Uh, if you have Kindle Unlimited, you can read it for free. Uh, or you can go ahead and download it and purchase it for $9. So um, that's it. Um, all 40 sessions. I want to thank my son, Dane Spearman. He designed the cover for me. Um, but uh, all the sessions are in there. There's actually 40 sessions uh, in there. So I uh, encourage you to take a look at that. And then just a couple other things. Um, of course, everything, all my teachings are still on the website. I just finished a three-part series on his water baptism for the body of Christ. I'd encourage you to uh, take a look at that. Uh, those are on there. And then remember, all the audio studies uh, are on SoundCloud. You can access them here, um, and you can download that app to your phone so that you can listen to those. And then for now, all the videos are up on YouTube. Um, I've got the Daniel studies, the Acts studies, and then the topical studies there as well. But in lieu of everything that's going on, I'm starting to migrate some things. I've uh, built a channel on Rumble. I'd encourage you to check that out and subscribe to that channel. Uh, I'm slowly starting to migrate. Right now, I'm pulling over my Acts study. Uh, and again, that's Rumble, and you can just type my name. It's under H.D. Spearman there, but I'd encourage you to go over and um, subscribe. And then for personal re- personal things, I've transferred from Facebook, or at least I'm getting ready to go wholeheartedly into MeWe. Um, I like MeWe. It works uh, very much like Facebook. Uh, the, the app that's on your phone to me is superior to Facebook because, uh, you can very easily go over into your news feeds, um, and they're just so much easier to read and to organize. Then I've also created, uh, a directional Bible ministries page in MeWe. So, uh, I'd encourage you to start following that as well because, um, 
I am probably inevitably uh, going to leave Facebook. So, um, uh, and you know why, you know all that stuff that's going on there. So, all right, with all that in mind, uh, we're going to go ahead and start our study uh, again in Daniel chapter number seven. And I only have maybe 20 minutes here today, but um, you'll remember that this vision is unique in that it is Daniel's own vision. Uh, it is the first one that he uh, had himself. In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions on his head upon his bed. Then he wrote the dream and he told the sum of the matters. And Daniel spake and said, I saw in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of the heavens strove upon the great sea. And four great beasts came up from the sea, diverse from one another. The first was like a lion, it had eagle's wings, and I beheld to the wings thereof were plucked, and it was lifted up from the earth and made to stand on its feet as a man, and a man's heart was given to it. And we know from previous visions that Nebuchadnezzar had that he is this, this first um, beast that Daniel saw, just as he was the head on the statue, and of course the lion and the eagle are used by Jeremiah to describe uh, ancient Babylon. And as the lion is the chief predator in the sea uh, or on land, the eagle is the chief predator in the air, it speaks of the power of Babylon. And behold, another beast, a second like a bear, and it raised up itself on one side and it had three ribs in its mouth between the teeth of it. And they said thus unto it, rise and devour much flesh. After the Babylonian Empire came the Medes and the Persians who united against Babylon, uh, which was the second part of the statue, the chest with the arms. Uh, this is the Medes and the Persian Empire. And behold, and lo, another, like a leopard, which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl. The beast also had four heads, and dominion was given to it. And we know that after the Medes and the Persians came the Grecian Empire, and of course it speaks of the speed with the leopard, not only the speed of a leopard that I that can cruise at about 35, 38 miles per hour, but it even has wings on its back, and it speaks of how quickly Alexander uh, took over the entire known world at that time by the age of about 28. And then uh, it speaks of the four heads, and many believe this speaks of the four generals, uh, that took the kingdom over and fought over it when, when uh, Alexander died. And after this, I saw in the night visions, behold, a fourth beast, dreadful, terrible, ex strong exceedingly, and it had great iron teeth that devoured and break in pieces and stamped the residue uh, with the feet of it, and it was diverse. It was different from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. And this, of course, speaks of the Roman Empire. Uh, the Roman Empire, dreadful, terrible, strong, exceedingly, and it was. You remember when we talked about the statue that Nebuchadnezzar saw? While the materials went from the most precious material to mud in the feet or clay, the strength went from weak to strong. It went from gold, which is very soft, uh, to silver, to brass, to iron. Um, and it speaks of the strength of the Roman Empire. And it devoured and break in pieces and stamped the residue of the feet. And it was different. And it was different. 
Uh, and we talked about that. And I considered the horns, and behold, there come up among them a little horn. This is speaking of the Antichrist. You'll remember as we worked our way down through the statue that Nebuchadnezzar dreamed, you came, once you passed the iron legs, you ended up with the iron feet mixed with clay. And this speaks of what we call the revived Roman Empire. We believe that one day um, what used to be the Roman Empire will rise from the ashes in what is called the revived Roman Empire. And of course it has its weaknesses. It has ten toes, partly iron, partly clay. And we know that the Antichrist is going to rise up out of this revived Roman Empire. And, and it talks about how he, t- he, he overtook or he conquered three of the horns uh, to, to become the eighth world empire. And we know, we're looking over in Revelation, and I don't want to repeat all that again, but in Revelation it talks about five have fallen, one is, and the other is not yet come, and when he does come, he himself will be the eighth. Uh, there's five world empires that at the time... Uh, John wrote the book of the Revelation had already had already come and gone. Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Medo-Persia, and Greece. And of course, one is, and that was speaking of the Roman Empire. But then the seventh will come, which speaks of the revived Roman Empire. And the Antichrist will conquer three, and he himself will become the eighth. So there's a lot of prophecy here in these verses. And again, Daniel is to the Old Testament what Revelation is to the New. Um, you cannot adequately know either book without studying the other. And notice verse 9, And I beheld till thrones were cast down. And that word cast down in the King James literally means to be put in place. Um, to be put in place. I think of pitching up a tent or, or throwing a tent. Uh, you're literally setting it in place. You're putting these thrones in place, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head was pure like wool. His throne was like the fire flame, and his wheels a burning fire. This is speaking of judgment uh, that will come when the Ancient of Days, the Ancient of Days is referring to God the Father, and I compared and contrasted how The Ancient of Days in the Old Testament is also applied to Jesus in the New Testament in the book of Revelation. And we see the deity there um, as well. Uh, A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him, and thousands upon thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set, and the books were opened. So let me get down here. This is where we're getting into a little bit of new material here. Um, the Ancient of Days, we just talked about that. We talk, talked about the books. There's three different type of books mentioned in the Bible. And then this latter part of verse 9 where it says, And his throne was like a fiery flame, and his wheels is a burning fire. This is exactly the description that Ezekiel gave of this throne room as well. In Ezekiel um, chapter 1, verses 4 through 5, um, Ezekiel said, And I looked, and behold, a whirlwind came out of the north, a great cloud of fire and brightness about it, in the midst there of the color of amber, in the midst of the fire. And out of the midst came the likeness of four creatures, and their appearance they had the likeness of a man. 
And then down in verse 16 of Ezekiel, and the appearance of the wheels and their work was like color of beryl, and they four had one likeness in their appearance and their work was as it was a wheel in the middle. If you study, if you compare and contrast the way Daniel describes the throne room, the way Ezekiel described the throne room, and the way John described the throne room, it, they're describing the same thing. In Revelation 4, 2, and 3, And immediately I was in spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one set on the throne. It, to look upon like a jasper and a sardine, there was a rainbow around the throne like unto an emerald. Uh, and then, of course, you see the seats are set, the 24 seats, and upon the seats, 24 elders. Um, again, the table is being set for judgment. Verse 6, and before the throne there was a sea of glass and crystal about the throne and around the throne, four beasts full of eyes and behind. So obviously Daniel, Ezekiel, and John are describing the same thing. And of course, you can only describe the unknown in the known. I can only describe what I don't know by using terms that I do know. Uh, so naturally, John, Ezekiel, Daniel, we are going to use terms, I saw something like, it looked like, it was as it were, because again, we don't know. I mean, if I see something I've never seen before, I can only explain it in terms that I know. So obviously, heaven is indescribable. Uh, and then notice verse 11, and I beheld then because of the voice of the great words which the horn spake, and remember this little horn um, spoke of the Antichrist that rises up out of this future revived Roman Empire, the seventh world empire that's going to come. And I beheld even till the beast was slain and his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. So the horn is still a reference to the Antichrist and shows that he and the beast are one and the same. You remember in, in the book of Revelation, it describes in verse number 13, I stood upon the sand and I saw the beast. You remember, let's see, in Revelation chapter number 13, and I saw the beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and the, on his heads the name of blasphemy. Obviously, Daniel and John are describing the same person, uh, the Antichrist, who's going to rise up out of the revived uh, Roman Empire in Revelation thirteen twenty, and the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet. And understand the satanic trinity is the devil, the antichrist, and the false prophet. Uh, and there's a lot of significance there. You have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Seven 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 six six six. Uh, seven is the number of completeness. Six is the number of man. Um, so we see here in Daniel uh, chapter 7, verse 11, the judgment of the beast and the false prophet as described over in Revelation in chapter number 19, verse number 20, when he and the false prophet, um, the beast was taken and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshiped his image, these both were cast alive into the lake of fire burning with brimstone. So Daniel is seeing what the same thing that John saw in Revelation chapter number 19. And in verse number 12, and as concerning the rest of the beast, 
They had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. Now, these rest of the beasts is a reference to those four major empires um, and the ten horns of verse 8, the rest of the beast. Remember the beast. He saw the first beast, which was Babylon, the second beast, which was Medo-Persia, the third beast, which was beast, which was Greek, the fourth beast, which was Rome. Uh, he's referring to those beasts. They had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were pro- prolonged for a season and a time. And I'll be honest, I have yet to read anything that I agree with in regards to what that phrase means. I'm just not sure what that phrase means. If you know what it means, you can share it with me. Uh, I've told people before, if you'd asked me some of these questions five, ten years ago, I would have had an answer, but now I don't. I just don't. The older I get, the more I realize there's just a lot of things I don't know. There's a lot of things I don't understand. I don't know what that's referring to. And then verse 13, And I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven, and he came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. Now, if you've studied through the book of Revelation, you this sounds very familiar. In Revelation 5, verses 1 through 9, we see God sitting upon his throne, and the Lamb as though it had been slain, referring to Jesus coming to take the scroll out of the hand of God the Father. In Revelation 5.1, And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within on the backside sealed with seven seals. So this, I believe, is the Ancient of Days that Daniel saw. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who's worthy to open the book and to loose the seals? And again, the seals begin to bring about the judgment which occurs during the time of tribulation. And no man in heaven nor on earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not. Behold, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seals thereof. And behold, and lo, in the midst of the throne and the four beasts... And in the midst of the elders, now these four beasts are not to be confused with what Daniel is talking about. The four beasts of Daniel represent Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, and Rome. These four beasts are the four living creatures that are around the throne that that Ezekiel described in, in, in a lot of detail with the faces, and they moved and and we've we've looked at that before. And in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven highs, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. So obviously what Daniel is describing here is what John was describing in Revelation 5, 1 through 9. We see God the Son coming to God the Father. And there was given unto him dominion. Unto who? The one who came to the Ancient of Days, the Son. There was given unto him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which will not pass away, and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. So the Lord's kingdom will be the final kingdom that will never pass away. It will be the last of all kingdoms. You remember uh, Daniel 
he talks about when he saw this image and the 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 stone that came and struck the image and became its kingdom. It's referring to Christ and his kingdom. And I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit, and in the midst of my body, and the visions of my head troubled me. So his dreams troubled him. Can you imagine being John? Can you imagine being Daniel? Can you imagine uh, being um, Ezekiel trying to take in all of this information? I mean, it had to be absolutely mind-blowing. Uh, and I and I came near unto one of them that stood by, and I asked him the truth of all of this. So he told me and made me know the interpretation. Uh, now we're going to get the interpretation of Daniel's dream. Okay, Dan Daniel's, uh, he's told us the dream, he's told us what he has seen, and now it's going to be interpreted. And this really reminds me where it says, and I came near to one of them that stood by and I asked him the truth of all of this. It reminds me of John in Revelation when he sees the scroll and the one written upon the throne. And I saw this strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who's worthy to open the book? And I wept because no man was worthy. And one of the elders said unto me, weep not. So he begins to, to explain to John what's going on. The same thing is happening here with Daniel. He comes near unto one of them that stood by and said, What's the truth of all this? So he told me, and he made me know the interpretation of the things. And uh, I got a couple more minutes. Uh, verse 17, These great beasts, which are four, are four kings. So we know that, you know, these beasts that he's referring to over here in the book of Revelation, they're not one and the same. Um, these four great beasts, which are four, four kings, which shall arise out of the earth. And, of course, we know Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, and Rome. But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever and ever and ever and ever. Um, so the beasts represent these four, these four empires. But in the end, God is going to set up a kingdom that will last forever, just as, as we have seen in the previous dreams, and we see coming to pass in the book of the Revelation. Now, I've shared with you about the saints. Um, I am becoming increasingly convinced, and you don't have to agree with me, that's fine, but I'm becoming increasingly convinced that the saints is referring to uh, Jewish believers not the body of Christ. And you can do what you will with that, but I would encourage you to study it because when you read the Pauline epistles, he differentiates between the saints and the church, the saints and the others, the saints and the Gentile. He does make a differentiation between the two. And I encourage you to take a look at that. Um, I'll end on this note. Let me show you something real quick. Over on my uh, MeWe uh, directional ministries page, I put this up a few days ago, right here. Um, I would encourage you, take a look at Paul's epistles. Paul's, Paul wrote two sets of epistles. He wrote epistles that we would call Acts period epistles. That means he penned those during the time of the book of Acts. And those would include Romans, 1st, 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, and 1st and 2nd Thessalonians. And you have to be careful 
when you're reading those epistles because he is addressing both kingdom believers and grace believers. He is addressing Jewish believers who embraced the kingdom message that was preached by John the Baptist, uh, um, Jesus himself, and the apostles about the coming kingdom. He addresses them, and he refers to them as saints. And then he's also addressing um, grace believers. You and I are grace believers. And as I've shared with you, I have come to believe very strongly there's a difference. Israel has to be separated from the body of Christ. Kingdom believers are not grace believers or vice versa. So when you're reading those Acts period epistles, you need to rightly divide those. I mean, it's easy to rightly divide the New Testament, at least you know, if you embrace a mid-Acts position, which I do now. I mean, obviously, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and most of the book of Acts is for the Jews. And the, the books of Hebrews through Revelation is for the Jews. Um, and really, if, 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 if Jesus would have came in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he had to die. He had to be crucified so that the sins committed under the Old Testament could be forgiven. The crucifixion was not an option. And Israel did not reject their Messiah at the crucifixion, which is what so many teach today erroneously in the church. They rejected their Messiah in Acts, in Acts chapter number 2, when the kingdom was offered to them and they rejected it. But had they accepted it, there would not have been an Apostle Paul. They would have rolled into the tribulation. And the books of Hebrews and the books of James and 1st, 2nd Peter, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, Jude, and Revelation, that, that's all that would have been in there. Uh, as Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John describe Christ's earthly ministry and as Acts describes the apostolic ministry as they offered the nation of Israel their king and their kingdom, they could have repented, they could have been baptized and they would have still went through Daniel's 70th week. There's no way around Daniel's 70th week. It had to have happened, and then Christ would have returned. And all of those books, you know, first James, first, second, third Peter, are dealing many of, why do they talk so much about judgment and wrath and tribulation? Because they were preparing the nation of Israel to go into Daniel's 70th week. And the book of Revelation explains it, and then Christ comes back and sets up his kingdom. But that's not what happened. So we end up now with these Acts period epistles as Paul is raised up to go to the Gentiles. And the body of Christ is started. And then you have what's called Paul's post-Acts epistles, which are written after Acts, which is exclusively dealing with the body of Christ. I hope that makes sense. I would encourage you to take a look at that. That, that little graph is on my MeWe thing for you to take a look at. And uh, let's see. We're not going to get any further today. I'm going to go ahead and stop uh, right there. Uh, these beasts and this kingdom that'll come forever. Next time we get together, we'll pick up on this fourth beast in verse number 19. Well, God bless you guys. Hope you have a great day. It's good to be back in the book of Daniel together again. And um, I hope you enjoy the study. God bless you.